coinciding with National Reconciliation Week, confined 14 exhibition features 470 artworks from 420 artists from across Victoria, including 232 in-prison artists and 170 in-community artists. Some of these artists are looking to make their first sale at the exhibition, but others are established artists who are completing large-scale public commissions and projects. Kent Morris, CEO of The Torch, has just joined us on NITV Radio to explore Confined 14, an event dedicated to a successful reintegration of inmates in the community. Welcome to NITV Radio, Kent. Thanks, Bertrand. It's great to be back here again with you. Now, this is a record number. The Torch just goes from one record to another record every year. Things just keep improving, and this time around... Well, close to 500 artworks are exhibited, not just in one space. You also have different areas where you're exhibiting. Yes, look, it's quite extraordinary how the exhibition grows every year, and that's in relation to the participation in the program, which also grows every year. And that's partly down to the success of the program, which was built on the, the lived experiences, ideas, thoughts and knowledges of the, the men and women who the program would be for. But also, we don't see any improvement in incarceration rates. So we'd like to see the numbers going down instead of going up, quite frankly. But it's fantastic that a program like this is available and delivered by the torch and that the men and women can access it in prison and on their release from prison. But what really needs to happen is there's less of our, less of our people in prison. And the second gallery, that's an extraordinary show by very resilient women artists who've come through the prisons program and now reconnected back to the community and form a very strong cohort of our post-release program and they're really lighting the way and and showing that example of what can happen to keep connected to to culture and to the art process even amongst the many difficulties and challenges being faced to produce those beautiful artworks that are on show in gallery too. And uh, yeah, something I should have mentioned in the introduction is that uh, the torch um, supports artists who are in jail or who have uh, been released and helps their positive and successful reintegration in the community. And not only now we see 470 artworks from 420 artists, but every year the torch is just uh, kicking goals and uh, successfully rehabilitating many of these men and women in greater numbers. Yeah, absolutely. And the way they're alongside the men and women on their journey. So I like to think that the, the men and women are, are doing the hard yards and, and doing the heavy lifting and their ambitions and aspirations are very important. And we try and provide the best support we can at the Torch to support them on their journey. None of the men and women in the program over the years have ever said they want to be where they are and that's their goal in life. But there's been many obstacles along the way and this process around connection to art and expressing stories through culture sharing them with the community and and building economic participation and stability has shown that change can be made and change is possible. But again, that the voices of the men and women need to be listened to and heard and the torture's role is to support them on that journey. Currently, you have more than 600 Indigenous men and women connected to the torch and the project has also grown because the last time we ever had you in the studio about six years ago you had maybe a couple of uh, you know handful of employees and now you have uh, two dozen employees uh, staff members and uh, some of them the majority of whom are transitioning through the in-prison program yeah it's been a it's been a, <laughs> a, a 
period of, of high growth uh, in terms of connection to the program, which has meant we'd have had to try and grow the, grow the program and support for the program uh, through our funding, which we're still finding challenging. We need more support around this program and organisation to keep delivering it to the at any one time, you know, 500 to 600 men and women who are connected to it. As time goes on, there needs to be a greater appreciation for community-built programs, programs built on lived experiences. Our First Nations staff, we have 13 and we have a total number of 24 staff, so it's also about combining skills and knowledges and experiences from the Indigenous and non-Indigenous communities. And six of our staff, yes, are men and women who's come through the program and now work at the Torch, either delivering that program back or working on different aspects of the organisation. And one of the most successful ones happens to be one of the artists as well. Sean Miller is uh, my superstar. I like talking to him and I like his artwork and I see that he's even winning uh, awards left, right and centre. <laughs> yeah, Sean has had an incredible journey from the first time I met him nearly 12 years ago now at Loddon Prison and what he was doing and the support through the torch and his determination and aspiration as well. He was able to successfully navigate through his prison sentence um, and while doing that was in the Melbourne Now exhibition at that time and his works were collected by the National Gallery of Victoria. He navigated through his parole. We've been by his side all the way and he's been working now with us successfully delivering the program back into prison, back into community. He now runs our public projects side of the organisation which is our public murals which builds skills and again work experience and economic opportunity for men and women in the program and we're doing more and more murals around Melbourne. Yeah, and uh, Sean was so successful, he's the first, actually, former inmate allowed back inside to deliver programs and support others and uh, help um, successful uh, reintegration into community. Do you have any other cases like Sean? Look, absolutely. So Chris Austin, whose story is well documented in the Art of Incarceration, which is currently beaming around the world on Netflix, that documentary. Many of the artists that come through the program have a desire to to want to give back and to provide their experience and knowledge back into the program. So we have a number of artists that go back in and some of our staff who have also come through the program, Felicity Schaefer-Smith being one of them, goes back into the women's prisons and, and just talks and expresses her story and shares her story so that there's a a sharing of knowledge and experience and also that idea of mentorship and providing models where people can see that it is possible that there's a different way and this program and its philosophy and the support around it which is very much driven again by the the aspirations and and desires and hard work of the men and women in the program that can provide a a platform and an opportunity and just a thought process that there's a different pathway to the one that people might imagine or the stereotype of just uh, the constant reoffending that can come from the circumstances the men and women find themselves in. So for 55% of our community will return to prison after their initial sentence. Um, An evaluation of the TORCH program found that those that stay connected to the TORCH program upon release from prison, that really navigates down to around 10% returning to prison. So the recidivism rates drops? Well, it's significant. It's an extraordinary drop. The challenge we've faced, or one of the challenges we've faced, has been to try and maintain the connectivity to the program once the men and women are released from prison because the challenges become so 
difficult. Um, we've worked very hard on that. So we now have a, a fantastic cohort of men and women in the community um, working very hard on their process and around, again, building greater confidence, self-esteem, cultural pride and strength, connection to the community through the sharing of these beautiful artworks. And that often leads to more stable housing, which can then lead to employment and education opportunities and that ability to be freed of the criminal justice system. The exhibition is going on until the 4th of June, but some artworks, of course, all of them deserve uh, exposure, but uh, maybe a word or two about the artists. Well, there's so many, 420 this year. I'll try and pick a couple of examples. Um, So Daniel Church, who is currently represented in Melbourne now at the National Gallery of Victoria. So Daniel started his journey with the torch while he was incarcerated, and he found himself in a very deep and dark place um, that he wasn't sure he could pull himself out of. But he made a small painting for our Future Dreaming exhibition, which was just a beautiful work, and it was purchased, and that really spurred him on and gave him more impetus to start creating more artworks and expressing his culture and working through some of the feelings he was going through. Paintings, extraordinary wood carvings. Upon release, he was able to hold his own exhibition down in Wonthaggy, and through this process, he was also caught the eye of the National Gallery of Victoria, who not only acquired his beautiful... Budjan family, which are six woodcarved pelicans. Um, they also included that in the Melbourne Now exhibition. So that's quite an extraordinary journey from not being able to see a day ahead in the future to now being actively involved. Daniel worked three days setting up Confined 14 with myself and the Torch staff, so he learnt what it looks like for a bare gallery to transform into 470 artworks being coordinated, and he worked on all aspects of it. So these are just some of the trajectories that we can see for men and women who connect to the program. Yeah, and I have to remind our listeners, this should be my last question, uh, our listeners, that uh, the exhibition is actually taking place uh, in the midst of uh, National Reconciliation Week. Can you tell us a word or two about uh, this uh, calendar, having this event coincide with National Reconciliation Week? Well, we think it's very important. So in partnership with the Glenara City Council Gallery and the Glenara Council, we believe that raising awareness around issues such as Indigenous incarceration and the huge overrepresentation that is ongoing in this country for our people is something that needs to be raised and we need to bring people along the journey and we need people to, to walk with us on this journey. And one of the best ways for us to do that is to provide a forum for men and women in the program to share their stories and, and their thoughts, feelings and, and hopes and challenges through these extraordinarily beautiful artworks. So when people walk into the the gallery to seek and find 14, it's an explosion of colour and culture and it's it's very vibrant and it has a lot of images around totem animals and country and, and family and kinship. And these stories are very engaging for the audience, but what's behind them is always a desire to reconnect with family and community and to take that weight of the criminal justice system away, because that weight is very heavy on our community. And so I feel that it's 420 men and women, 420 First Nations men and women, sharing their stories and being heard and having a voice to share with the community and to create that interaction and support around an issue that this country just isn't addressing in any meaningful way at this point in time. Ken Morris, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us on NITV Radio today. Thank you, Bertrand.